All right, well, welcome to the Elevated Entertainment Podcast. I'm Connor Grubbs. I'm Mac. And I'm Austin. Hi, Austin. <laughs> I like the I'm suspense. stage fright. You're stage fright? No. Hi, well, stage fright. I'm, I'm Connor Grubbs. Well, we're here. We're finally, I mean, like, I'm just glad to be doing stuff again in the, yep. uh, with, with Elevated Entertainment, with movie stuff. I like talking about movies. Um, glad to be here. Hopefully this looks and sounds better this week. We're just going to keep improving. It's going to be a slow process. But, look, if you like talking about movies, then... Thanks for watching, yeah. Mom. Thanks. Mom. Max, Mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. We're here. So today, we're, we're taking a pessimistic view of things. We're going to talk about why movies suck. Not or just movies. Movies today. Mo- movies. Okay. Why movies today, today suck? Yeah. But not all no. of them suck. <clears throat> no. So, uh, but but I think just generally like the state of the stigma of, of today's today. film industry, like where we're at, right? Yeah. Like why? Well, to me, I like more movies that are like pre the two thousands than I do post the two thousands. Okay. Not all the movies. Not all the movies. There's yeah. a lot of actually really good movies. Some of my favorite yeah. movies are post the two thousands, but. The majority of them are not that great, but I feel like movies have always been a, you know, they've always had problem childs. Yeah. Well, I thought, Children. look, I know you even have notes. You're prepared to... Austin's the most prepared of us all. Tell everybody why. I want to tell everybody stinks. why. But I think a good preface is that, like, I, I, I always think of the conversation, the interview where Martin Scorsese talked about how, like, superhero films are, like, amusement park rides. Um, and the thing that I thought was interesting about that, I think the thing that I thought was interesting about that is that amusement park rides are not, um, void of value. They're, they're just not cinema. They're just for entertainment, you know, like they're not necessarily, you know, pieces of art. They're more, they're they're more of products for us to consume. So when I think of Marvel and Star Wars and stuff like that, honestly, a lot of times I enjoy them. Does that mean they're good cinema? Yeah, and that's one of well, that's one of the things line. I wanted to talk is like, not everything that's released is cinema. Like a lot of it's just yeah. content, yeah, which yeah. is fine because content's Especially entertaining. I watch YouTube. Services. Yeah, I on watch. Netflix, yeah. Hulu, you'll find well, a lot of content. Netflix has a lot of originals that are pretty decent. Like, um, what was it? Devil All the Time. Like that was mm, solid. I haven't seen it yet. Solid film. That yeah, that's Tom Holland, right? And uh, the guy that played it. What's his name? Bill yes. Yeah. It was a good nice. movie. It was a good time. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it, there's spaces right out there for some of the more lesser known, like kind of independent films. But yeah, uh, it seems to be less and less so the big screen. Right. But there's a also a that. stigma with the independent films. Yeah. That they're weird, art housey. Like you can't understand them. Like Green Green Knight, for example. Like that movie. I, me I and my family went, that. and I think I was the only one that liked it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I appreciate like weird stuff like that and art. right but it doesn't have to be weird to be independent because like devil of the time i feel like was pretty straightforward yeah but it's not to me there's there's like art movies and then there's like popcorn movies a popcorn movie is like a movie you go you can munch popcorn watch it and like you're not gonna go see some like super dramatic like you're not gonna go watch minari and like eat popcorn <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to go watch anything in popcorn. I don't like popcorn. Well, I'm th- you know what I mean. I mean Why like, are you on the podcast? Yeah. I know. He was really offended when he learned that I don't yeah. like popcorn the other day. We yeah, like, I'm offended. We have like an art 
to making we popcorn. Do, like, may, maybe, yeah. maybe you gotta have our popcorn. Episodes yeah. is gonna be about how to make popcorn. We'll have different types of popcorn. That's a, that has to do with movies. Yeah. Popcorn. Yeah. Sure. No, but there is a stigma. Like I was thinking about like really good movies, uh, and a lot of them are like Oscar-worthy movies. But there's a stigma with those in the sense of like they're boring. Like I watched the trailer for Minari, which I don't know if you remember that one, but that was one of the Oscar-nominated movies. Mm-hmm. That was about like an immigrant family whose farm burned down. I'm mm. like, I just don't want to watch that. Like, it just doesn't look entertaining. I'm sure there's, like, sure a good. Like, nice little story, but, like, right. that doesn't sound... A, that's where the... Uh, and then what, that's where the popcorn movie come in, like, oh, Ant-Man. That's like, that's where the... Run. That's where the so what. I forgot everything about Ant-Man, but <laughs> it was fun when I saw it. That's where but the so what question comes in. I don't know if I would say it's a cinematic in. movie. I would just say it was a content, but it right. was entertaining. Like yeah, you said yeah. about Star Wars, Marvel. Yeah, and blah, I think because I mean we talked about Spider Man last week, right? Yeah, and we're no, gonna Spider Man is we're, art. We're gonna talk about it a lot when it comes yes. out, right? Well, I mean the Sam Raimi trilogy. Yes, yeah. Sam, Sam Raimi. Raimi trilogy is art. As the far the as first the, two movies in the Sam Raimi trilogy. Uh, third one's uh, interesting. We'll, we'll do but a anyway, podcast on like, Spider-Man 3. and and like, bro. I mean, I was geeking out all of Avengers Endgame. Like, I, I, I that was a great experience for me. Yeah, Actually, and that's that's how movies are meant to be experienced. Like, that's where like. You go to the theater and everybody's screaming at the screen and yeah. having a good time. Like, that's fun. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece of cinema because sometimes in those movies, I want, I almost want to watch them by myself and just yeah. experience it yeah, for yeah. what it is and focus on the story. But so. uh, sometimes, like I thought, Joker was really good, but that yeah. was a movie where you like to see it with people too because there was like the shock, like at the yeah. end. I don't know. If, have you seen Joker? Yeah, I. I see it with Billy or Ryan. I saw it with somebody. Well, with the ending, like, when I was in the theater, it like, got really tense. Like, you could feel it. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is oh, a yeah. good experience. No, and it's a prime. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like, There's that one was scene fun. where you're just like, because it really, it's not, yeah. No, it, it's, um, it's weird because, you know, like, there's nothing inherently wrong with the popcorn, you know, no, kind of No, a lot of, of my just, favorite movies are kind of goofy flicks right there's nothing wrong with that they can be a lot of fun but that's what sells right and so right. a lot of more a lot of really great pieces of cinema like true cinema kind of get sidelined yeah in the process. and that's what i wanted to talk about superhero movies or popcorn flicks as scorsese calls it yes um they they were awesome. They were very fun. Like starting with Iron Man, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they're all really fun. But there's like a point where it's like now I'm at the point where when a superhero movie comes out, I'm like, so what? Well, um, they're almost yeah. parodying like, themselves now because now yeah. you have movies and shows like The Boys, yeah. Suicide Squad. Well, they're all the same. Brightburn. And the they, fact like, make fun of the superhero yeah. genre entirely. That they like they all start the same. You know, here's our guy. You know, he goes through this journey to fight this bad guy. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Ninety percent of them are like that. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, I like because it's it's, m- it's more about the vibe and the fun. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's just a great movie. They worked I a little like story in it. it was a girl. <laughs> Don't even get me started. That got blew up by a generator <laughs> <laughs> to fight um, scrolls that were actually the good guys. They could have done. They could have done great stuff with Captain right. America. Anyways, that's my viewpoint. Yeah, no, no, no. I yeah, and and I think especially because you look at like, 
we were talking about I don't this wasn't even on air I don't think I think this or maybe it was you were talking about Apocalypse Now and like the making of that and kind of I think the, that was off air you know, that yeah that might have been off air but you're talking about like just yes. like sometimes knowing the behind the scenes of a film you're just like whoa like you yeah. appreciate the filmmaking effort that that's probably why I like that film so much is the <clears throat> BTS well for me like the behind the scenes stuff on Iron Man like yeah, they did cool. not. They had a very limited budget. Yep. They had a very limited amount of time. Most of the dialogue was ad libbed. They were kind of writing the script as they yeah. went. And John Favreau is somebody who really like loves, you know, the original character and the comic. So it's like, this is actually a filmmaker making a movie that he wants to right. make, and he created a great movie. Like Iron Man, the very first Iron Man is an awesome movie, yeah. and that was before we were burnt out on yeah. that. Well, know, that's like, what started Marvel it. Marvel just copied basically. and pasted that formula. You look at Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, like yeah. all of the origin story movies, it's literally just Copy Iron paste. Man with a different character. I, I think, what to me, what separates a cinematic movie from a not-cinematic movie, and cinematic movies can be popcorn movies. For example, my one of my favorite Fast movies. Fast and Furious. I don't know. I haven't seen Fast and no. I can't speak on it. Maybe the first one. Um, Gremlins is one of my favorite movies and it's a popcorn movie and it's a good movie like a cinematic movie but to me what separates the two is a cinematic movie is helmed by either a writer director or both or like someone who does that role and they're helming their idea like it's someone's creative idea they're forming it they're making it into what they want whereas uh, uh, movies that I just call content movies are ones that are made by like a committee Right. Like a boardroom. Or, like, I don't know if you've seen For on sure. YouTube these, like, yep. bots that <clears throat> make scripts. Have you seen this? It's actually yes. pretty funny. Like, they make them, the bots watch, like, all the Harry Potter movies or all the Star Wars, and then they make their own script. And that's what a lot of the movies feel like. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, I'm as, pretty sure Rise of Skywalker was a bot script. I, it was it a was. bot script. That 100%. was one of the movies I wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah. today. But, like, like, in terms of bots, or, or maybe it's not even a bot script, but you just think about, like, who a boardroom make this like not i'm not trying to be mean but like ant-man who was like <laughs> i want to make ant-man well, you, you know fun fact there about was that no john favreau no, that wanted no you know who wanted to make ant-man originally that they he ended up backing away from it because they were telling him no you have to do this this and this to fit into the wider franchise but i would have loved to have seen this as just huh. like a solo one-off movie edgar wright wanted to make oh. Ant-Man, and he was on board to do it he would have done that See, well with this visual comedy that probably would have been a cinematic movie versus Ant-Man, which I didn't right. hate Ant-Man, but it was just... It was just Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. I like Paul Rudd, yeah. but <laughs> you know, I wouldn't call that a cinematic movie. No, but... And 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 I was I was saying about this, like, you know, it's... it's The fact that they are building this overarching, like, you know, storyline that honestly... I hate to say it, like, the Spider-Man movie that's going to be exciting. That's pretty much it for me. I don't know what else you could do that would get me back out to a theater, like, stoked for a Marvel yeah. movie, because... Endgame was the payoff, right? For sure, yeah. You can't repeat that. That's the end. You can't repeat that. Endgame. Well, and and it wrapped it up so perfectly. Like, it was really, like, it satisfied a lot of storyline. Like, I was very impressed with how they did that in that film. Yeah, it was very well executed. But that's it. Like, what you can't repeat that. stop. You can never do that again. And they'll try, but, like, you can't. Well, it's because half the universe was snapped out of existence. So what's the stake that's going to be larger than that? Yeah. Right, exactly. Nothing. Nothing. Unless um, it's the whole universe. So, the yeah, so it, it, I just think about certain characters. Like, one of them is, is the Hulk. Or, like, there are certain comic book characters, even, that I'm like, man, if you gave, like, a really good director this character, right, and just let them make their own movie, 
wasn't attached to a franchise. It wasn't mm-hmm. to set up any sequels. They were just making one movie about this character, and they were allowed to do whatever they wanted with it. What would we get? You know, what will we get out of the Hulk, or what will we get out of an Edgar Wright Ant Man movie? Like probably right. something really different and unique. Right. That's and why we I just, think the Sam Raimi's did well. Yeah, and and Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy wasn't yep. connected to anything it's the else, best. right? Yeah. Um, even Joker. Yeah, even Joker is like, oh, we're just gonna we're make this movie, Joker. right? And and so and maybe we'll get that with the new Batman, Matt Reeves. I don't know, but I've heard um, good things so far. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. But I think, you know, Marvel doesn't like DC can kind of do that because they're they never really successfully launched like a connected franchise. So now they're just kind of doing whatever yeah but marvel's really locked into this connected universe thing Mm -hmm. and i think unfortunately it limits it to what kind of storylines and films we can get even to tie back into even out of the superhero genre yeah which is kind of sad sad big sad i need to talk about rise of skywalker (laughs) well going i wanted to go back to your gremlins thing you said gremlins is a popcorn film but like it has a good story and a good message in it. But what I mean is, like, it's not, to me, like, when you think of, like, an Oscar bait movie, because yeah. Gremlins was nominated for an Oscar, but when you think about it an just Oscar a fun bait movie. movie, it's like, it has some kind of, like, social, political theme yes. in it. It has some kind of, thi- you know, it's kind of hard. It's about, like a, yeah. like, a struggling mom or something. Gremlins is about little monsters that terrorize the city. Okay, yeah. so before we get into but, Rise of Skywalker, though, do the Oscars really mean anything? Does that does that mean it's a good movie? No, I, I just mean in terms of, like, this, the the idea of an Oscar-worthy film. Sure, no, I, I yeah. get like what you're Scorsese, saying. Like a Scorsese, Tarantino movie. And sure, and there have been some phenomenal films that have won Oscars, right? Yeah. But... Is that like a criteria? Well, here's right? what all I'm gonna say, and this is gonna answer the conversation. We're gonna move on. Yeah. Tony Collette did not even get nominated for Hereditary in 2017. He hasn't seen Hereditary. Oh, so but, okay, but her performance was the best performance I've probably ever seen out of any actor in that movie. Yeah. Not even a nomination. Like nobody even acknowledged her for that. So yeah. well, that's, I just I, dis- I disqualify yeah I disqualify Oscars. But I do look at them to see what they're because I there's a big gap and I would like to do a whole episode on the Oscars and what that means. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of times there's movies that are nominated or, or for stuff that like because because there's some well movies you never heard but also sometimes movies are nominated because they had a certain political message and they want to say right. oh look we're we're you know socially we're and I'm and and I look that. at the movies and I'm like. I loved Hidden Figures. I I don't think it deserved a Best Picture nomination. Like, I is a is a good movie. I like you know historical films. Like, uh, you know, m- my wife really likes math and space, so we watch that movie and we enjoy mm-hmm. it. Right? Um, Black Panther. I I really liked Black Panther. There was a lot yeah, that was I good about Black it. Panther it did too. not yeah. deserve a Best Picture nomination. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay, but especially when Iron Man didn't. Or... Right. Like I'm thinking of other Marvel movies. That I'm like way more deserved it than Black Panther. Yeah. Right. Again, Black Panther was great, but yeah, there was, was a lot great. of clunky stuff in there, and it, especially the last, like, 30 minutes mm-hmm. of, like... They tried to wrap it all PS2 up. PS2 right. CGI fight, and, like... <laughs> yes, and yes. Like, the first half felt like something that was helmed by a creative team yeah. who wanted to tell the story, and then the last 30, 30 minutes, like you said, is, like, Marvel being, like, put yeah. in a fight scene. Well, what <laughs> right. is the Oscars? It's a show. Yeah. And yeah. they have to get ratings, so yeah. they're, they're going to do what 
people are going to go watch when. Like, you know. So y'all remember the Moonlight La La Land yes, fiasco? Yes, yeah. I'm that I there's no way that that mistake was made. No. All those years of the Oscars no. and they never had that problem. That was, that was totally intentional ratings to get people talking about the Oscars. Oh, that was a good everybody was talking yeah. after that. Yeah. That's why even like with their uh their controversy about we can't find a host. I'm pretty sure that's a they can, they can find a host. Yeah. So many but Kevin people. Hart said he didn't want his son to be gay, so they were like, <laughs> you should want your son to be gay, Kevin Hart. You're not hosting the Oscars, man. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even had, hear about no, that. No, he had some old tweet. Yeah, it was that, some old tweet. It was kind of, you know, it was, a little, it was a little edgy, maybe sound a little homophobic. It was some joke about, like, how he's trying to, like, keep his son away from, like, you know, whatever. You stay away from the gay. <laughs> That's and how so, Kevin, ta- Kevin Hart talks. Yeah, like yeah. And Korean so they, they, they pulled up. That tweet from like years ago, and they're like, "You can't host the Oscars. We're gonna have a robot host the Oscars." Nice. I would love to see a robot host the Oscars. Uh, well, we get to and, see it every year. So and the award goes to, you know, just says it. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. He, he, there are a lot of great films that maybe even get overlooked by you know the Academy. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, I love Parasite. I wanted to talk about Parasite because like that was like my favorite movie of the last 10 years and that, that won all the Oscars. Yeah. So sometimes it works. Like sometimes I agree. Yeah. But like Parasite was a movie that had it had the storytelling, it had the message that the Oscars is looking for, but it also had the entertainment value that I like. And a good yeah. story and a, it was a good thriller and a good twist. And yeah. And a very well done movie too and just in terms of lighting, directing, everything, sound design, all of that. It was, it was like almost a perfect movie, basically. It was. It was like a perfect. Like, I didn't have any gripes. Did Human Shrek make an appearance? <laughs> uh, there was a scene with um, that Bong Joon Ho added in post of Shrek in the background That's of good. the house. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the, the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. I need to talk about this. Yeah, go ahead. Get it, it out. It, it, I it, I actually want to do an episode. I was thinking because you have know, you they, been able to prove that it's a bot script? No, but. I'm pretty it sure feels that like Kathleen a bot Kennedy is a bot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Can I just I, – I don't know what you're about to say, but I just yeah, – just very, very briefly about the whole sequel trilogy. That is the most reactionary trilogy I have yeah. ever seen. So they the make whole Force thing. Awakens as a reaction to the prequels, right? Oh, they didn't like the prequels. we got to go back to formula. Let's just do A New Hope again, right? Introduce some new characters. Which I think actually worked. I liked it. it it's – it was, I, yeah, I actually it even though it's not in a, a they took from the old thing, I still think it worked for what they were trying to do. It was a good way to kind of soft reboot, let's yeah. introduce this to a new generation. And there's some great moments in that movie. I actually enjoyed yeah. that. Um Last Jedi. They're like, Oh, everybody complained because Force Awakens was just like a new hope. Let's just let's just throw out all the storylines we set up in Force Awakens. Bye bye, JJ. And honestly at first like the first time I saw that, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" As it's grown on me over time, there's actually uh, there's like a bunch of subplots in the movie that stink, but a lot of yes. the stuff they did with Luke Skywalker, I actually yeah. really like. And if you all took all the with, subplots out, it'd be a way better movie. If it was just Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren, yeah, so a lot of good stuff in that movie, right? And then Rise of Skywalker was everybody was so mad about Last Jedi. Let's bring J.J. <laughs> Abrams back, yes. and just ignore that movie and make a sequel to Force Awakens and wrap up nine films. And they got rid of all their bad guys, so... Yeah. What are you, like... And, and also, that one was, like, ignoring all of the themes that I thought Last Jedi set up about, like, it doesn't matter, like, mm-hmm. anybody can use kind of this... Like, they should have stuck with the idea that Ray was a nobody. I really liked that idea. Yeah. And then they're just like, nope, 
Palpatine got funky. And that <laughs> must have happened, if you do the math, sometime around the prequel trilogy. Uh, yeah. So I don't even want to think about it. Like, he, unless he, like, like, a sponge, like, buds. <laughs> Yeah. So all that being said, it's just a very reactionary trilogy, and you feel that as you're watching. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a cohesive trilogy where, like, Lord of the Rings, Dark Knight, like, they kind of had a storyline mapped out. Like, some of the greatest trilogies we know, they knew where it was going. They did not know where this was going, and it shows. And that just shows a problem with, like, a lot of franchise films in general now is they, and that one especially, it didn't show any kind of planning or care. And to me, when, when the filmmakers don't care, why should I? Right. Because okay. you, get to, you get to the final movie, Rise of Skywalker, which I want to do a whole episode on Star Wars. Like, yeah, we can do that. Maybe for Star Wars yeah. Day or whatever. But Rise of Skywalker, to me, was the worst Star Wars I've ever seen. And to me, that movie was just like no one cared about it. The script was lazy. I don't know that you I can say the, it's worse than Phantom Menace. It might be like yeah. on par. It's on par <laughs> well, with Phantom Menace, and that's pretty bad. That's when pretty you bad. say the filmmakers don't care, I think the story side of it, they don't care because that was probably one of the best looking Star oh, Wars. Oh, like yeah. the cinematography, the film the they used, everything, like the lenses. JJ is good at producing a oh, good I, team yeah, to I make a knock, movie. I can't knock JJ in the visuals. Don't, don't just don't give him a script and don't let him direct. Like no, don't let him write it. Yeah, just let them produce the team in the movie. Yeah. Just get get a better writing get a good team. writing team. Yeah, that, that was their big problem. That, and by the end of it, you could tell like they don't know what they're doing. No, anymore. they don't. And, yeah, and Ray is just the what is it the Susie Q or whatever that uh, Mary Mary Sue. Mary Sue that's Susie, what it Susie Q. But like Susie. they explained her powers because of Palpatine. Like even Luke Skywalker whose father is Darth Vader had to train. Yeah. For how many movies was it like the first one was like all about him training like it Rise of Skywalker yeah. was really bad. And that it's all bad. That gets it's bad. another problem with like characters get, yeah. making a character like have one little quirk and you have to like them then. Like right. like for Rey it was that she's a girl she's Luke a girl. Skywalker she's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have to give her any character because no. she's a girl. If you don't like her, then you're sexist or whatever they want to yeah. tell you. And to me, like... You can't dislike Finn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't dislike uh, Finn. Why not? No, 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 but... Uh, why not? <laughs> answer the question. Um... But that was a storyline that I feel like they had so much potential of, like, a stormtrooper that, yes. like, I actually think they you know, been defected. The That's the coolest thing. He, is... he could have been the main character of the whole trilogy. And maybe... That, that was, like, somebody, the yeah. first ten minutes. The, they wrap it up, you know, and, and never and talk like, about it. Then if you have, like, some female Jedi over here, like, okay, so hear me out. What if, if you really focused on Finn in that trilogy? We should stop because this isn't yeah. a Star Wars episode. This isn't a Star Wars. No, should, but, 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 I was using Star Wars as a no, point for my movie. So, so go ahead and make your point because I was about to go into like a whole rewrite of the trilogy. <laughs> okay, well, let's save that for a different yeah, podcast. Yeah, because I, it's it's good. It's a good rewrite. Well, oh, I'm, I'm excited to hear it. I, I have a rewrite too, which we'll go into, I'm sure. But my, my thing was just saying that because they didn't care about the story and because the filmmakers behind it didn't really have a goal in mind, they're just like, whatever people mm-hmm. want to watch. That's what a lot of movies are now. What do people want to see? What about I want to see what you had in mind <laughs> to tell your story, yeah. and and when or when you have like just some message that you're just trying to get around and push. To me, that loses a lot of credibility too because you're not fleshing out a, a narrative. It's just I want to tell you this. Like buy more pens. Here's a movie where a guy buys a pen. The whole movie. 
I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. I'm going to start writing that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I saw this movie, probably the worst, probably one of the worst movies I've ever watched, Black Christmas, which is a horror movie. It was a remake. That's of... worse than Wonder Woman 84? Yes. Wow. It's the one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like, I would actually have to watch it with you guys because it's so bad. <laughs> but it's not even entertainingly bad. Oh, that sucks. Because there's an original Black Christmas, which is a 1970s horror movie, which is one of my favorite uh, slashers. And then you have one that came out in 2005, which is a remake. This one's a new one. And this one had that, like, the feminist, like, we're all girls. And Ghostbusters. And we're going to fight the bad killers. And it was so – I don't even know how to describe it. It it was like a generic story, but then it had that. But everything was on the nose. Like, every scene they were talking about, you're just depressing. And it – I don't know. The whole movie felt like you're just shoving this in our face. Yeah. And I hate stuff like that, man, because, like, especially if you look at the horror genre in particular, like, there have always been, like, strong women in those films. And it, but it's, when it's good, it's not, it doesn't feel forced, right? It's like we're trying to show something. But, like, the original Halloween, uh, like, James Cameron Alien, like, you have Kill Bill. Yeah. That's the best. There's, like, like, a bunch of examples before, like, today's era of, like, strong female leads that it's just, that's, it, it, it feels real, right? It's mm-hmm. not like yeah. you're trying to shove some sort of message yep. or agenda. It just is what it is, and that's what good storytelling is. Right. And, and it doesn't mean that you can hate the message of the movie and still enjoy the movie or vice versa. Like, because there's some movies I've watched, I'm like, I don't really agree with what they're pushing, but I like the movie. Or I agree with what they're pushing, but I don't like this movie because it sucks. And nowadays you're getting into where, oh, you have to like the movie because if you don't, you're against what we're trying to say. No, it's just a sucky movie. No, you're a racist, misogynistic um, pig. Yeah, right, because I didn't like a Star Wars movie with a girl in it and a black <laughs> stormtrooper. Like, that's the problem. And you have to, like, just look at it from an, a, like an art standpoint of saying, I like this piece of work or I don't. Yeah. You know, like... um uh one of my favorite movies of the last i don't know how many years just one of my favorites is get out which i think is another example of a movie that was helmed by a creative person Mm -hmm. jordan peele own script own directing he had a vision for it you can tell the whole time it had a message in it that i actually thought was a good message and he did it in a really cohesive well-done way yeah but other people can do that and if they don't have that that level of passion for it then it's gonna fail yeah and that's what makes a movie soulless is when there's no passion behind it and you can feel it in some corporate studio like fast and furious like i don't really care to see new fast and furious because i can tell they don't care i would say that for the new ones the old ones i mean i can't i haven't seen any fast the new ones that i don't i'm a car guy and i don't even want to go watch that piece of garbage yeah it's like totally unrealistic diesel pick up a ferrari with one arm (laughs) yeah dwayne johnson yeah exactly no that's that's cool that's cool yeah (laughs) so movies suck yeah movies suck what do we do about it how do we make movies better well here's the problem how do we make movies great again i'll I'll say maybe you can piggyback (laughs) off this because this kind of goes into the business angle of movies which i know austin knows about but yeah movies are enter movies are three things to me first and foremost they're entertainment then they're art and then they're a a business the the guys who produce and fund the movies the studios all they care about is the business because they just want to make the money which is understandable it's like it's like gambling or placing a bet or uh, the stock market 
would you feel comfortable in placing your stock in Google, Walmart, or Billy Bob's Graham Crackers? Yeah, and they all have like a little computerized Don Cheadle helping them decide what's popular. Right. And, yeah. Right, and they want to go with, why would I invest my money in this independent art house movie when i could have lebron james when i could have lebron james as batman or space jam six exactly because you know people are going to show up so really to me you're never going to change as long as the movies keep making money they're going to keep cranking them out until they don't so the only way is for us to boycott the viewers to just not uh, see movies that we think look stupid but so many times i've seen people go oh my gosh this movie looks so dumb but it's Batman. I love Batman. I gotta go see it. <laughs> what about just you don't? Because it looks terrible. Or, uh, I don't know, like... I don't know, the new Wonder Woman looks terrible. I didn't go see it, because... You didn't see it? No, I didn't go oh. see it. I just watched memes of it. I do want to watch you... it now, but for a different reason. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it. Or, like, you know, because I work at the movies, so I can tell when movies get crowded, and it's always ones that have a, a licensed intellectual property yeah. and IP to it. Yeah, like Space Jam, anything Marvel, anything Disney, anything Star Wars. If it's a new Pixar movie, so we should support. We should support movies that look different and creative, and that's how you're going to see like more of this. Dismissed. Like dismissed. Like dismissedmovie.com. We'll drop a link if you want to donate. Like Killer, <laughs> Killer Miller. Um, yes. You know, but like it, seriously, I, it was something I was kind of wondering. Um, is can you guys think of any practical ways that people can maybe like find and support local? Like, cause we got people from, you know, wherever that are watching this yeah. local filmmakers local and the local filmmaking scene. Well, it depends scene. because some, cause some local films suck. Right. Actually, most local films suck. Yeah. Because they're, they don't have the resources or they, you know, so much. We can make a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother episode. But like going back to what you're saying about, these studios funding these movies. I don't want to get off your topic, no, no, but go. there's a company, distribution company called A24. They pick up indie films all the time, and they give them the distribution. Like half their movies are all independent. What's, like, a, what's a movie that Connor might know that was an A24 movie? Hereditary. Hereditary. Artist. I love the disaster Uncut artist. Gems. Uncut Hereditary. Gems. Um, Those are Green Knight. That have a passion. Night, they, yeah. they all. Oh, what was that one? It comes at night. That was A24. They're all, they all have the same vibe almost. Like right. You could put them in their own A24 universe. Um, but they, so they're just cranking out indie as a product. And they work. Yeah. They, they find the good. They found their audience. They find yeah. the good indies. Let's say yeah. that. Like, I haven't seen as a bad A24 film. Yeah. There's Good Time with uh, Robert Pattinson right. and the one director that directed Uncut Gems. Mm, okay. He, he's yeah. in it. Um, Uncut Gems is good. Good time. Good time is like a concept to uncut yeah. gems, like because the same director. Okay. Um, but if you watch that, you're like, oh, I can totally see his vision in uncut gems, right, like right. same thing. But yeah, like A24 is doing a really good job getting original ideas out there. Like, so I, I'm anytime A24 puts out something, I'm there. Like, yeah. So my advice but, to people listening is, don't be a sheeple. What I mean is, don't go see a movie just because everybody else wants to see it if you don't really want to see it. Now, if you want to see it, like, I want to see the new Spider-Man. Yeah. I know most people do. I don't really care. I, I just want to see, see Tobey Maguire. I, I think, I think that movie's actually... And everyone said they wanted to go see it, and I didn't give them. 
No. So I used to go see those movies with uh, one of my brothers, like, really loves the Fast and Furious movies. I yeah. don't understand how anybody could love it. I used to go see those with him. But I like the OG. I don't. I don't. I stopped probably at seven. I was just really? like, I can't do this anymore. And every time I see a trailer, I'm just like, wow. I think that's so third bad. or fourth one's, like, well, the only just, ones I like. And that just goes for anything. Like, find yeah. the things that you are passionate. Like, I really want to see the new Halloween movie because I thought the last one was really well done. Yeah. And... They sometimes they're just gonna get you in the in the soft spot. Like I've seen like every movie with Michael Myers in it, and I will like they can make Michael like Halloween like four hundred, and I'd probably still go see it, and it'd probably be in space, and it would suck, and I'd still probably watch it. But not every franchise is like that, and I yeah. feel like so many people now are like, well, I love Marvel, I love Star Wars, I love Harry Potter, I love Disney, I love Pixar, I love this, 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 this. I'm like, well, you just like everything that everybody else likes. There's some originality with what you like. Like, I like thrillers, so I'll go check out an independent thriller. Find an independent superhero movie. Find an independent, you know, branch out. Branch out, see something different. And there's a really cool place to do that. It's called Greenlight Cinema mm-hmm. in St. Pete. Yeah. They play indie stuff all the time. I don't. Right. They probably have one theater that plays, like, big Hollywood stuff, but, like, everything there is all independent. Right. Like, something you'll never hear of. That's cool. Yeah, I heard when that was opening. I haven't been yet, though. Yeah. Right. Or, or cool. go on, like, to your streaming service or Amazon Prime and go find a movie that's that you wouldn't normally watch and just give it a shot. Yeah. Like, like or pick one that's in your genre. Like, I like horror movies. I go find, like, an obscure horror movie that I've never seen before and then just watch it. Maybe it's good. Maybe it sucks. It's only an hour and a half, usually, so you're not going to waste too much of your time. I did that. What was it? And sometimes you find a really good, like, I watched this movie, Parents. Yes. With uh, Randy Quaid, who is uh, in the Vacation movies. Yeah. I'm like, horror movie, Randy Quaid, hour and 20 minutes? Okay. I loved it. Sometimes I watch them, I'm like, oh, this one sucks. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Velocipaster? Velocipaster. Oh, my God. That one's worth a watch. Lamageddon? Yep. I could go on. We could do a whole episode on B-movies. Yeah, I'd love to do that. But but but, the point is. The point is, pick stuff that you are passionate to see. Yeah. And the people who like and want to make passionate stuff behind that, you'll find you'll find those, yeah, movie makers, yeah, because they're out there, yeah, you know. And that that's not to discredit all Marvel, Star Wars, because all of those started with passion. Sure, George Lucas and John Favreau when he made Chef, like you just gotta. Sorry, I just had to bring up Chef. <laughs> Have you seen Chef? No, I, it's a, it's just a meme online. It's actually a really good movie. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It, 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 the thing, I, the thing that I like about it is it, he. It's. <laughs> I love that we're gonna yeah. talk about shit. No, I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, it's okay. I, you guys bring up any movie, and I just want to talk about that movie. We'll but that's like that's not what the episode's about. But like, honestly, John Favreau was making that about a, and I think this fits with our conversation about Disney's interference with Iron Man 2 and how the studio executives cuz when he made Iron Man Disney hadn't bought Marvel yet but when he so made he Iron Man 2 yeah. Disney now owned Marvel and they that movie's not as good as the first one. Right. Disney came in and we're like you have to throw this in, you have to set this up for Avengers, you have to make sure Nick Fury, you got to make sure Scarlett Johansson, you got to f- throw all this stuff in that he was like that's not like what I was and so and Chef that's what happened with Spider-Man 3. Chef is about this like cook who just loves what he does. 
and the the owner of the restaurant starts like asking him to kind of compromise and cut corners mm-hmm. and do things and so he just goes and opens a food truck instead because he wants to be able to pursue his passion uh. without that kind of oversight yep. and, so, and so literally chef is the food truck yeah the movie chef is like john favreau's food truck of him doing what he wants it's it's him saying That's disney funny. made me sad <laughs> <laughs> and then he did the mandalorian and then and then, now, and then he made the again. lion king i think he had a lot more <laughs> and the jungle book you have more creative freedom with Mandalorian. Right. And, and yeah, and Mandalorian, I, I like Mandalorian. Give those directors yeah. and, and I think with, like, The directors. Lion King and The Jungle Book and stuff like that, for him it's probably fun because he loves special Money. effects and, like, the tech. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm going <laughs> to, but, but seriously, like, I don't necessarily criticize him for that because he's like, I'm going to get paid and oh, he likes sure. messing around with the special effects. Right. Like, yeah. he's always loved, yeah. like, that aspect of it. And, so. when they, and they offer you, like, oh, you want $60 million to... CGI a lion, yeah, and, and not do anything and just go right, yeah, exactly. go CGI that lion. <laughs> just take the movie the and thing. CGI it. Both of those movies, Jungle Book and Lion King, actually did some pretty groundbreaking stuff with that technology. Yeah, I actually enjoyed Jungle Book. It's just used in a really crappy context. It would be great to see that used in like you know maybe a like good an movie. original idea. Yeah. yeah. That'd be crazy. Maybe John Favreau should start his own studio. Yes, I like John Favreau. He's made some or pair stuff. up with like Tyler Perry since he's already got. That'd be such a weird combo. John Favreau and Tyler Perry. I don't. But like Tyler Perry's got the studio. Yeah, but he makes some really crappy movies. He does. I want to see an animated Medea movie that's all used like the CGI with the Lion King. It's photorealistic, but it's all CGI. Really disturbing. That sounds horrifying. That'd be scary. That's why you want to watch it. Um, (laughs) Do we have anything else to say about why films suck? Films don't suck. But if no, we all keep... movies, all movies are terrible. Uh, one one note we kind of didn't go. Well, we kind of t- we touched on everything except for oh, yeah, I was t- talking to you about like movies aren't Hollywood isn't intelligent anymore. That kind of goes with the popcorn films and why they're popular. Like think about like we haven't you know back then in the we had 2001: A Space Odyssey come out and like that's a movie where you had to like kind of f- pay attention and think about a lot of movies back then like had that. Really, the only movie recently that was like that is like Interstellar. Yeah, where it's like now you have to have time for people to. Text but nobody, nobody liked that because it, everybody thought it was too long or too boring. Because you actually, it actually had a concept that you had to use your brain yeah, and yeah. think about. And same with uh, Tenant. As yeah. much as you didn't like Tenant, I mean, I love Tenant. That's something you, I was really like. I had to focus because I knew, like, I had to use my brain to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, Inception, like that's a but those movies don't. Yeah, (laughs) Christopher Nolan's really the one like pumping those kind of movies. I will say though, Tenet had a a passion behind it. Yeah, as much as I didn't like some parts of it, I yeah, I have to agree there. Can I? I don't know what. Someone's trying to break in. The whole studio is about to explode. (laughs) It's about to come down. Someone's gonna break in the studio. I thought Tenet was like one of his le- like out of those three right i thought that was the least confusing like i understood that easier no yeah yeah interstellar I, inception. I thought yeah inception i had to watch a few times yeah that I, one i basically got the concept the but it was very hard when we watched in theaters like that very pivotal scene where you can't hear what's what the heck's going on like yeah. i'm like trying to figure out what they're saying i'm like is that just me like i 
Am I no, like the, not the, processing the, this the, right? The sound design was kind of horrible. There's a lot of scenes. I don't know how he let that go. Though. There's a lot of scenes where like where they're on like the yeah. boat or whatever, and it's like I don't know yeah, what they're was, saying. I just hear weird. water. The, yeah. the only scene I really sound couldn't hear was the, when they're in that room. It's like mm-hmm. a red room, red blue yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. That's the only scene I really couldn't hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe but, turn on subtitles next time yeah, we watch yeah. it. Yeah. yeah watch. <laughs> but it's a great movie. Yeah. Um. I know. Whatever, Mac. No, no. My my problem with it. Is, is the fundamental like it couldn't change this or it would ruin the movie is yeah. that it just didn't have any character really yeah, yeah. nice totally like it, and that, that's my same problem with even a movie i like that's why thing, i like it the thing has no character is that it, it, they decided to do something story driven instead of character driven that like, movie kind of concept driven but if it's a good concept and a good story then the characters are just tools to not to get off topic cross. but yeah. tenant all the all the characters <laughs> All the characters like really, they were nobodies in the grand scheme of what's going on. Like, who they are doesn't matter. They're all just tools for this bigger thing. We had to keep the world in order, basically, with their whole time travel thing. Like, they don't they don't even exist, I don't, I don't even think. Like, they're not real people. Like, not, like, to, like, they don't, like... Like what you were saying, they're just kind of tools. Yeah, and I think it works because this is such a grand, grand idea. Where if you went into the backstory of all these characters, it would take away from mm-hmm. the story. Yeah, right. And and, and so I know you don't care as much when the character is like gone, but it's not about the character. Right. That's that's why it doesn't. They didn't even give him a name. He's just the protagonist. Like. Yeah, and I think. I did, I did like that. I, yeah. And I think what's cool about it is that there's an example of a movie that does something different. Yes. Right? Like that's why all, I liked it. Give really it a shot. Look for that it. kind of stuff. Okay? For sure. Do more of that, Hollywood. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> and get away from the Californias. <laughs> go to go to St. Pete, Florida. Well, you guys want to go see uh, Paw Patrol? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go, go watch for him. <laughs> Charlie Perry's in that. Is he in Paw yeah. Patrol? No. Yeah. Is he actually? So is Kim Kardashian. Oh, he's probably the guy in the truck at the beginning. He's <laughs> oh, my a, God. He's driving a syrup Yeah, because he's tanker. the only black character in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, driving a syrup tanker. Oh, yeah. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Now you know why movies suck. <laughs> Go check out Paw Patrol only in theaters now. <laughs> Go watch something that you normally wouldn't watch. Yes. Amen. And tell us what you thought. So